Hey everyone, thanks for watching. You're gonna hear a lot of me this time around because I had to re-record some lines for Kristen and Serena, but thanks for watching us anyway. Oh, we have a whole camera. We have a camera family. Cam fam. Cam fam. All right, are we ready to to begin? All right. In three, in two, in one. Welcome to Dungeon Damsels, everybody. I believe episode forty-seven of our D and D five edition homebrew game. I definitely your DM. Introduce yourselves, everyone. So let's start with Michael. Hi everybody, I'm gonna wave at every single camera family that we have here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael, I'm at RoboSardi on Twitter and Instagram and blah blah blah. Uh, I will be playing uh, Elendril Bursk, our, our, house, our house druid. He's changing colors like crazy. Alright, let's next go to Christian. Kristen says, hi, I'm Kristen. I am Chris Ellie on Twitter. I play Kayanthi Nenmeyer, and even she doesn't know who she is. So we're here for a good time. <laughs> good time. We're going to Luna, who's undergoing a lot. I'm Kenna, I play Luna. I'm going through a lot as Luna. Um, yeah, and Luna's in the middle. What about as McKenna? <laughs> well, you know, regular work. Work. Yeah, I'm Kiara. I play drums. <laughs> yeah. We have another player named Serena who got. Yeah, I'm Serena. I play a. Uh, what's it called? An Eldritch Knight? Yeah, Eldritch, Eldritch Knight. Knight. <laughs> what's up? What's up, boy? We got an elf party. Elf party. It's interesting that she. Uh, brought up that Kiara plays drums. I feel yeah. like Ellie would be on the keyboard and Kayanthi. Mm -hmm. Sure. I feel like she'd be the bassist. Yeah. 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 So, so, so. I guess you guys just do like ambient tracks or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's singing and no one's doing it. <laughs> oh. It's all fine to just do instrumentals. Order! And we'll be called the cue balls. Come on. <laughs> The cue ball damsels. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, order is Kayanthi's brother. My big brother who's bald. Yes. Bald elf. Bald elf. You guys still haven't solved that mystery. Alright. Yeah, um, like, like twice. I'm not gonna judge. <laughs> Michael, do you have a little spotlight to share? I do. It'll be it'll be very short. Alright, yeah, we like to spread the love to our indie any creators yeah, yeah, yeah. and just people we think are cool so give me a second to get things going we want a really like off the wall music experience there's an, a european group that's called aqua sonic and they Ooh. play instruments underwater and i found it very fascinating <laughs> okay so this is a very short one um i just found this new podcast called the geekiest podcast I, um, uh, about a week ago, I had the chance to play with, um, one of them, uh, who is, uh, Kayla, or at Hawk Kayla, for a, a small little puppet one-shot, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, I want to promote the Geekiest Podcast, at Geekiest Pod, on Twitter. They're 
as it sounds, it is the geekiest podcast. They just talk about all stuff, just geeky, just like TTRPGs, comics, toys. I mean, all of the adult stuff, of course. Um, I was listening to their podcast today. They had a very special Halloween-centric one where they talked about a lot of candy and and a lot of toys. And I'm happy because Gargoyles came up, and I was like, yes, yeah. so good. Yeah. No, we're um, in the middle of watching it, and I'm like, I love this show like for so many reasons. And basically, they they give each other scores on who is the geekiest. Whenever someone just like makes like a geeky reference, or just like, oh, and that was from from uh, from 3.5 edition of D and D, or <laughs> just like there's your geek point. Um, but yeah, they're really fun. Uh, we've had a couple of our friends on there, uh, Morgan Duty and uh, well, Scott Coventry. Yeah, so and people that um. Yeah. Or my campaign. Yes, yes. People that Tippy has played with. So yeah, they're just a bunch of friendly people, and um, I've been enjoying their podcast so far. So want to give them their dues. Yeah. So be sure to check them out. The Kiki's podcast, pretty much like all uh, pla- uh, podcast platforms like Anchor and Spotify and anywhere you can find podcasts. So. Stop sharing. Okay. That that is my my well, your indie creators. Last time on Dungeon Damsels, it's happening. The Damsels and friends were ambushed by the Triple Crown Mercenary Guild, led by a man you know as Silver. Luck blades, and when the tides turned south, you heard a contingency of forces come. Turns out, Oda Bakar Fox, Luna's old flame, and um. Noble, has acquired the land of Hill, uh, that Hillock rests on and is the current ruler of the imminent area. He and Silver converse and agree to split the goods. Silver gets the drow in the Ordelias, County in order, whose grandfather wants them to return home. Then uh, Silver would get Odo, uh, I mean, then Odo would get Luna and uh, her, uh, her friends. The damsels flee into the mines, and the party splits as Kayanthi, Erevan, and there's another NPC. <laughs> we have a lot of them. And Order vanished <laughs> into the darkness. And Luna, Ellie, Kiara, and Lucius stay behind and try to work things to their favor with Odo. So, for context of our new listeners, uh, Kiara, um, Kiara is the niece of Lucius, and they have recently been up again after a long time. Orator and Kayanthi are siblings, also estranged until recently, and their grandfather wants them to come back to, like, the family fold. <laughs> Which is, like, a super evil mafia fold, so they don't want to go back. <laughs> And then we had a previous player who died tragically, named Tarina, and um, the the player left the campaign. We flew back here, but her her and her PC character was Tarina, and Tarina's brother is Aravan, who we rescued postmortem. Uh, well, postmortem Tarina. So um, now they're trying to go north, where they can solve a lot of their problems. 
Um, one of which is Luna's lycanthropy. There's a lot going on. <laughs> also, where Aragorn wants to save his other brother, and uh, Lucius and Order are coming along for the ride, basically. So, exhausted by the fight, Silver and his mercenaries retreat. Odo takes Luna and her friends to the local inn and pays for their room. Meanwhile, Chaote, Order, and Aravan climb out of the mines, exhausted, worn, and ill. Um, aloft on Aragorn's horse form, he's a druid, they emerge from the mines and seek help from a local woman named Bree. She takes them to a place called Oma and Grigor's general goods store, saying that the inn is full due to the Basically, uh, Leicester Kingdom Independence Day. So the only place for them to go is online group wars. And then back at the inn, Luna and Lindarell and Kiara and Lucius discuss on how they want to deal with Odo. So we're going to start off at Oma and Grigor's. Kathy, Hoarder, and Araban are outside on the streets in the middle of the night at Oma and Grigor's door. The building is clearly a barn that has been converted into a general goods store, and the elderly couple, a pair of nondescript humans, pull out oil lamps and light them as they lead you to a kitchen table. Grigor sits down and motions for everyone to take a seat, and says, I'd like an explanation of what your predicament is, and why you come so late in the night. Kayanthi is going to take a deep breath in. Look at everyone else at the table and try to get a beat on them. Yeah, Order fumbles into a chair and is like, yeah, some, some psycho tried to kill us. And um, you can see Aramid suppress a sigh. Uh, it's like, okay, I think, I think you should take this one. And he also just sits. <laughs> Kianthi says, well, we're certainly not trying to impose on you. We appreciate everything that you have done. But we need a place to rest. We have been through hell, and we need a place to rest, certainly. Um, make a, make a persuasion check. We're gonna start the night. Yeah. Okay, I mean, my persuasion's not too awful, but I got a nine. Um, you can see that Grigor seems skeptical. He's kind of like, mm, and then Oma says, well, what happens? Like, if we're gonna open our home to you, we'd like to know what exactly we should expect. Okay, well, while we were, we came from the mines, we, we were chased into them, and that was the only way we could find a way to escape. And then we ran into some, some... I don't know. I don't think he was alive, but it was just some force that knocked us out. Almost. We barely escaped. And then we were just trying to head to... Sorry. In out of character. We're heading north, right? I always forget where we're going. We're going north. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back in character now. We, we need to head north to find a place where we can stop being chased out. And Oma looks at Grigor, she's like, oh, they, they must have been caught up in the, in that wretched, um, you know, uh, what do they call it? Despair. <laughs> and Grigor says, yeah, we've had, um, some strange events in town. 
And uh, it seems that you've been caught in the aftermath of that. Uh, and he, he explains that the mines had some like strange alien creatures in it that were causing problems in the town and made people sick, so it's just like that's probably what happened to you. Um, and then he expresses that condolences and says, All right, you can stay at our loft, um, saying that um, the mines have put you through the ringer, and um, we. Uh, we don't have much, but it's a roof. And, uh, I'll get some blankets, I guess. And Kristen says, There's not much more than we need than just the blankets. We appreciate anything. So Alma gets up and, and wraps her, her shawl around her. She's like in her 60s. And um, she says, Well, now look, here's the loft. There's some bed and some blankets. And, uh, it used to be our dryer's room, but, um, she's, she's away at the moment. And, um, she hands you the lantern and then points down the hallway. We'll be over there, and the pretty's just around the back. Come for the morning, and don't worry about the painted doll. We'll figure it out in the morning. Keanu says, yes, in the morning. And Thank you. comes back and has some extra blankets, and... There, uh, this wool. It's like, here, have some. I don't know, we'll see you in the morning. And um, then they go to the room. So. Gayante is holding all these blankets now and is like, You're all mine. You're the best thing I have seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Next, she is gonna go to uh, Aravan and she kind of approaches him and is like, how are you faring? He gives you a look that reminds you a lot of Tarina. Her, like, really look. Oh, breaking my heart. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? It's been the best day ever. And yeah. he, he gets up and, like, pulls Order's arm, like, over his shoulder, and he's like, I just, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm okay. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Here, I'll carry yeah. the blankets. You carry a him. <laughs> Orador, um, is got the worst of the sickness, and uh, he's kind of just... He got down with the sickness. Got down with the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if you've, like, ever had to guide someone Love after it, they've had, like, um, their wisdom teeth removed, or they're, like, still doped up, and they're kind of, like, half alone. Yeah, like, that's what he's like, and so, like, Aravan, he can walk, he's just like an idiot, so <laughs> Aravan gets him up up the loft stairs. It's one of those like steep staircases that's almost like a ladder type thing. So it goes up there and then Order immediately she immediately sees the bed and is like, yes, and just face plants into it. <laughs> and like there's a, it's it's a small bed, it's like a twin bed, and he's like taking up all of it because he's order. He's order. So Kristen says, kind of starfishes out all cups. Yeah, starfishes out. Mm -hmm. um, you come up the stairs to notice that the first thing in this room is that there are just lots of plants, like flowers and spice plants crowded up the windows. There's a worn green rug on the floorboard. There's a bed stuffed with straw and a table with some wood carvings and what appears to be the start of one that was never finished. 
um, decorations in the room are animals, um, wood carving, some drawings, um, there's a small bookcase in the corner, and a wooden wardrobe next to it, and um, Aravan just grabs a... Did you want to say something? looks at it one he's like yeah she's always carving something i've noticed that she does that he puts it back and just um grabs a pillow and a blanket and says well i guess this rug is where i'm going so he just flies down <laughs> <on> the rug <laughs> and then um it's just a a, a, a couple minutes of quiet and um is there wait hold on is there a different room for me or am, am i in this room too you're all just in the loft this is the loft all right okay all right then KLT is going to look around for some place she can go maybe she'll like i don't she'll try to show her brother and see if i'll miss it uh, okay yeah she can yeah you can like roll a bit over to his side and then kind of like crowd, yeah. crowd onto the bed and yeah she's gonna, she's gonna she's gonna lay the blanket over brother and just kind of like tuck him in and like walk him away. But I imagine he's like on his stomach, like yeah. 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 tongue is dangling yeah. out. So she's gonna be like, oh gosh, what do I even do? Yeah, she's just saliva, so she's like <laughs> there's like a little bit of like this is catharsis. 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 She's like, no, it's her big brother, even though she's like never really been too close with him. It's just like, all right, this is what happens, right? Yeah, this is siblinghood, I guess. You know. And she's gonna like lay it on him, and then she's gonna curl up under her blanket and just kind of like hug herself as she like, stares at the wall and just kind of like, um, it's like I remember when we were in the mines. In real life, this is a while ago. I don't really remember, but there was like um, we had some like visions, like craziness. Maybe she like it's like a push of stuff and solidarity there. Too much. Yeah, she has this kind of far off look, and then um, it's it's just dark and quiet. And now that the the darkness, you hear Aravan ask you, "Can I ask you something?" Kanti says, "What's wrong?" It's just like I don't. Okay, like out of character, I, I don't remember if we actually discussed this, but I'm just gonna have Aravan ask because I don't think we've been talking about it. So Aravan says, why are you in order being hunted? Why are you valuable? He takes a deep breath and is like, our grandfather's not a nice person. She, um, she's gonna, she's gonna kind of look at Aravan and talk to him, like, face to face. And she's gonna say, um, do you know the uh Ordelia family, right? Have you heard about them? You see him kind of like look and do oh yeah, uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you know them, then you know maybe who I am. It's just like you you're an Ordelia? Kanthi responds, that's right, I'm an Ordelia. <laughs> it's kind of a big dealia. <laughs> And, uh, you see Aravan just let out this, like, almost, like, 
Nothing. Anything. Frankly, if there isn't something I've been uh, ashamed of, clearly, but knowing what I've lived through and knowing I wouldn't be surprised if my grandfather's made more than enough enemies. In fact, I only just recently reunited with my brother. He's Trina has been through, but honestly, she's, it's been hard to be open, or it was, Kianta kind of loses her sentence and she feels, you know, she's, she's still, like, really upset that Trina died and she was supposed to, but she felt like she could have done something about it and still has not really made her peace with it, so she's just, uh, I, I'm back in character, um, I've just heard, I've heard bits and pieces, but I feel like she's just hard to really open up. And the, um, you see him, like, like, um, like, actually, like, hug him himself, like, thinking about it, and says, yeah, we, I think we all failed Trina. Uh, he, he tells you, like, the sad tale of, um, the family, so... Our father, um, Baron Adelios wanted a, no, Meliadne wanted to have a, I don't know, a, a prodigy druid child, um, but I don't know the exact details, uh, but, uh, he basically, he, I mean, basically he has a horrible personality. There's arranged marriage with, um, my mother, who's a human. And, um, which is not a welcome to, uh, courts that prefer pure blood or prefer people to remain where they are. Um, so that made things tense, and anyway, long story short, uh, we lived an isolated childhood. Basically just the four of us, she didn't 
Trina especially didn't have a good childhood because she didn't have a mother. She just had me and her older sister, Lalia, and our father who never approved of her. I think that's kind of what drove her to run, drove her to accept deals with unknown beings and I mean, maybe I could have done more. I just, I don't know, just a, like I'm only, I'm only 19. He's like, I'm only 19. Okay, says, well, there's only so much you could do with what you can do afterwards. Kianthi's going to be a little bit of a hypocrite by giving him this advice. Yeah. Um, you can't continuously blame yourself for what happened in the past. If you could have done more, if you could have foreseen this, you only have what you know and what you can do in the moment. For me, I didn't know anything or anyone, and, well, I don't know. At the very least, you are not alone. Um, and he, he nods, kind of the like, it's like a knowing nod, there's a, an air of sadness to it, and he says, I mean, I know that, and I appreciate you saying that. And he gets up and like goes to the window directly, and he's like, she was my sister. It's just harder to forgive yourself over it. And uh, in that moment, there's this um, shadow that goes across where the moon's. And Aragon looks out the window and says, like, what was that? And he, he motions you to come over and look. And, um, and you, you look outside and, and, and you stare hard into the twinkling starlit sky there's some kind of large mass moving across the sky it, it, you can see it, you can't make out a shape but you can see it blot out the stars as it flies across the dark sky your best guess is a hippogriff? hippogriffin? whatever it's flying southwest and with that, it just your life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Better show jet blues too. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> it flies into the distance, and you watch it just slowly vanish into the night sky. And um, you you turn and look at Airman. And you can swear that he was looking at you for a little bit longer than you would anticipate, and then he kind of backs up a little. That was something. She's gonna ask her, like, have you ever seen anything like that before? Because Kathy, like, for her, everything is new because it's, everything is different, okay? There's been demons, there's been other things. Her grandpa's a dragon. Who cares about how everything is anymore? She's just gonna deal with whatever can save her. And so she's gonna ask Aravan if he's ever dealt with anything like that. I don't know. 
fell, I didn't really get a good look at it. I just saw that it was really big. take my own advice and deal with the things I can do with now, which is wait. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, we're going to that day. And he just, well, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could turn into a cat and wedge myself onto the bed too, but... Well, if that's what you need to do. And, um... So he's like, I'll just take the floor for now. You know, as a cat. Bill's character, immediately that person <laughs> shrugs and just lies back on the floor. Camp, he says. Oh, it's night. You're welcome there again. And thank you for telling me about your family. Thanks for listening. I don't have a lot of friends. You have us? We'll start there. Good night. Oh, hey, Joke. So cute. <laughs> okay. The inn bustles to life as the gallery uh, of guests, patrons, and drinks flow. The floor creaking outside your door indicates the hallway is well traversed, if not simply patrolled. Lucius has taken to a corner of the room and is checking the lead box he's been hauling around, leaving the group to decide how to proceed. Well, we already talked about fleeing in the night. I mean, I still have a little bit of druid magic left, and I guess if you guys are still okay with it, seeing, um, uh, visiting my folks. I think we should visit your family. Just let them know that you're okay. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I, I haven't seen him in forever, but I don't even know what to tell them. I guess that you've been with me. I'll keep my hood up. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can start with that. All right. Um, Should we? I mean, exit through the window. I mean. Oh, we can just go out the door. Okay, I mean, I'll... I mean, sure, Odo can watch us whenever, but he... Like, if we're just in town, like, what's he gonna do? Barge into somebody's house? Yeah. Serena says... Kiara is not contributing. She is... Actually, it seems like she's brooding, but she's more... She just has her arms crossed, kind of just staring off blankly and thinking hard. But it feels like she's brooding or something. But mm -hmm. she already agreed that she'd be going. Right, so so I'll she's waiting. Cast um cast without a trace on us and I guess we should just go. No, wait, you don't just save save your save your magics. Okay, you see. We could just Walk out the door? Yeah, I'm just gonna go visit your family. Great. Uh... Okay. okay. So, <laughs> um, you put a hood up on Luna and while you open the door, uh, the hallway is well traversed. Um, and I'm like, 
looking nervously and like paranoid, like seeing if like the Odo or Odo's men are trying to stifle us or even notice us or. Uh, so Odo has two guards at his at his door and at the end of the hallway, and there's another one of their men. You see the half orc that appears to like be one of the like right hand men type people. I guess. Um, his name is Garrick. And he looks at you and he says, Are you staying in town? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm mean, just gonna visit my folks. They live here in town. You see him sort of eye you and then. Alright. <laughs> no, it's, um, this is, yeah, the, the half-orc that you were fighting at works for the Triple Crowns. Serena says, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was wondering, ah, it must be a different orc. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just had to clarify. Yeah, Garrick's very yeah. sullen and... Did I know him? Or is he new? He's new. Okay. He's new. There's not very many half-orcs on the continent, like, period. Um, if they are, they're, like, along the coastline, trying to, like, get citizenship somehow or some sort of visa. So, okay. <laughs> the hallway is the third floor of the end, a narrow hallway that has doors on either side of it and extend towards the back where there's a window. Uh, Garrick, the half-orc, was, he was riding with Odo's group, guards quarters with another male. Below the window is a clear view of the inn's meager courtyard. It's a little more than a walled-up section of grass with some benches and a well. <laughs> and, um, you, as you're going down the stairs, you run into a, um, basically this uh, dragonborn who's in, um, like, monk clothes, and he's carrying this, this human female, and he kind of, like, stops and says, oh, pardon us. <laughs> Is she conscious? Yeah, she's, okay. she's, she's <laughs> very drunk. <laughs> And it's just like, sorry, my friend Ava drank a lot. That was a yardster. She drinks a lot all the time. <laughs> he has all his intentions, right? Can I tell? Insight. 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 Oh, do I still have my exhaustion, or did I sleep it off? I don't think we slept. Yeah, I haven't slept. Okay. It's <laughs> been going. Okay. Um. That is nineteen. You can, you can sense that he's honest and like he's, he's embarrassed because he has to deal with his drunk friend in public. Okay. And uh, so he kind of, and then she kind of waves her arm around and says, Bring me another flag! I want another drink! And he's just like, No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I know who these people are. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who watched our Hillock one shot, then uh, you'll know these two as cameos. So. Good old PC friends. Yep. There we go. Downstairs, they get in the gallery. There's clearly a lot of partying going on. Piles of human, mostly young males and some women, and hella drunk intruders who pass by and go outside. Um, you, along the way, you run into a um, silver-haired half-elf. He, he walks by and then he turns around and he's like, Greek? <laughs> um, 
And uh, you, um, you, you recognize this as Justin, the town drunk?
Hi, Mom. Ellie! <laughs> she comes over and joins the family hug. Oh, Greg. I just... Rachel scared us half to death like that kid! She just tucks you under in her arms and and then strokes your little leaf hair and he said men to the capital trying to find you and why'd you leave like that? Look, I I knew I was a burden on you and dad so I chose to leave I mean, I, I looked in the store, I saw the, the ledger, less people came in, didn't want to do business with us because they didn't want to see me, the odd green child of Pillar. You see, Oma just, she, she, she cries in these, these tears, and Grigor, Shakes his head, Ellie. You are more important to us than any ledger. You're more important to us than this whole story, the most important thing to us in the whole wide world. We just want you safe. And and they bring you in for another hug. Mom, Dad, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay, dear. You're safe. That's what matters. And she holds a lantern out. I do. Uh, oh, yes. Guests? Yes. Um. Oh, hey, it's me, Luna. <laughs> oh, hi, dear. I'm pretty sure they know me, right? <laughs> yes, they know you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These are my friends. You, you know Luna, and this is uh, and this is Kiara. Hi, hello. And this Me is sure. Lucian. And then, um, 
gonna clearly open up her eyes and look around. She's gonna, like, do up to her chair, like, what? Like, just kind of, that's all she can say is, what? Kiara, in all of her infinite kindness and wisdom, takes a good look at them. Objectively speaking, you look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone's now crowding into the loft. I feel like Kiara would just be like, um... You should see what we had to deal with. I, I would probably still be like, being with right. parents. Okay, yeah, they're, um... <laughs> they're basically going to a talk about kindness and, like, helping out others. Mm. And, um, are tentatively asking, like, well, what have you been doing, Ellie? Are you gonna stay? Or... Well, well, no, we need to, we need to help Luna. We need to help the rest of our friends. And there, there's this like look of sadness between them, and they exchange this, this nod, and they say, "Well, at least now you believe the house might be." Well, we. I hope I can come back soon. Hopefully, not just in the dead of night. Yes. Always, we always want you home. Um, the room's as it was. Didn't really move anything. Um, sounds like your friends are having a conversation up there, likely. Hmm. Um, and Gregor kind of puts his, he puts his hand on your shoulder and says, It's nice to see you with friends. Yeah. Not just me. The only, t- the only friend I really had in Pillock was Dustin. He, I didn't want to talk to him. He was kind of smelly. <laughs> oh, yes. He was always talking to me. I didn't talk to him. Yes, he, he does that. <laughs> um, you, uh, and back into the other group, uh, order kind of like comes up and he's like, Oh, we found the others? Actually, we found you. You're in Ellie's room. You're like, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, I thought you would like this room. Yeah. Plants, plants, wood carving, wood carvings. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, things check out. Let's see if I'm back together. Kathy's still, like, she's looking pretty tired, but she wants to be a good host. She's just gonna, like, try and stand up, I guess. She's like, what happened with you? We, well, we just separated. We did not work well. After you guys left, then the Silver Fangs left, so Odo just took us back to the inn. And that was that? Yeah. Yeah, they just like. (laughs) I was so worried. I thought, I'm glad that I didn't have to make a trouble for you guys. Well, I wish you would have been able to come with them. Yeah. I wish you guys would 
Yeah. Yeah, I was saying, it's like, it would have been nice if you were able to come with this, but it did seem like once you and Order left, they were just kind of, it took the wind out of their sails. Well, Lucian, Lucius speaks up, well, we, your main core was lost. And with your, um, acquaintances' contingency, he's talking about Odo, they, um, quite worn out for fighting us and fighting another group. So... Kiana's uh, face just goes a little sour. <laughs> <laughs> she goes quiet. Yeah. Well... What's my now? Well, I think we should just go back to Daxon with Odo. I mean, it's safest there to be in civilization, in a secure location, and my dad knows where that is and he can find me. It just sounds simplest. So we play nice with Odo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this distinct... We cut and run. We have the party back. Why not just cut and run? Because he can follow us. a bit of a sharpness in her tone when she says it. Because he can, because how easily he can track us, and then he'd also tell everyone that there's a werewolf on the loose. Nice. And then I don't want to get hunted. I mean, I know that's selfish, but I don't know. I I just want to go home, and this sounds like the safest plan. Like that's actually secure. <sighs> I can like if Odo does anything to actually try to. I don't know if. I can- I would, like, immediately turn into a wolf. Like, I wouldn't be able to stop myself. So... It's not like he can safely try anything. And... Yeah. I'd rather be surrounded by a town guard than woods with mercenaries. I mean... I think it's best to lay nice with the boy, too. I know what it's like to tangle with nobles. It's best to just let them think they won and then cut loose when they're not looking. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Plus <laughs> in Jackson they have like werewolf resources with the golden hawks. Even though I didn't want to go there in the first place, but they have it. Airban Shrugs and it's just like he, he's now a person now, mm -hmm. no longer a cat. Oh, I think it's best to buy him on him too. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep fighting him. Once we hit Daxon, he's like, it's, it's larger, right? It's a big city. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it'd be easier to just lose him in a big city. Instead of here, or anything. Yeah. Just a side note, I feel like Kathy is accidentally falling asleep in this picture. Fair. She, she like, was sitting up to pay attention, and she just kind of started to, like, lean. And then she kind of went sideways a little bit, and then she just, she's just staying there. Right so, elves need to trance, but can they choose to sleep? Um... Honestly, in D&D &D books, it's not like super clear, but I, in my world, it 
I would say yeah, they can. Um, I just don't see why they like wouldn't be able to sleep. Like, like I I see it as like elves can sleep. They just don't like doing it because it's like a weird experience when you like sit and think about it. Like your brain <laughs> just just unfolds and a bunch of unconscious things and mashes them together in a story. Like dreams are weird. So they're just like no, 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 that doesn't make sense. I would just rather do trance and have ordered thoughts. Is that what order says? Kristen says, I don't think thoughts reach order at all. So. Yeah, I enjoy that he is so chaotic, but his name is so close to order. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just a really happy happenstance. Oh. Alright, well, let's uh, shall we go back to our perspective sleeping arrangements. Um... Probably, and maybe let Ellie hang out with her parents a little bit longer. Yeah. So I still let kids and parents we do. You guys wait some time. Maybe like an hour. And you can head back to the end. Okay. Sound good? Okay. Um, yeah, as, as they come back down, I'm still talking to my parents. I'm just like, so we should just we should just cut and run. We're all together again, right? <laughs> I mean, the boys seem to agree with me that we should just kind of get to Daxon and find my dad there. So Daxon to where Odo rules. He technically rules here too, but. He has more power there, doesn't he? He has more men there. There's also just... Lucius says, you know, there's also just more people in general. Take it from me, it's a lot easier to lose someone in a city than it is to lose someone in a town. You've told me how terrible he is. Yes, he is terrible. He's... he's... I've seen him around you, he's manipulating you again. No, I'm just trying to... Look, I'm just trying to get home. This is the most direct path there. It's just go back to the, from here to there, and then we're in a secure spot, and then my dad can go there, and then he's not trying to find me in the middle of the woods, and then we're not getting surrounded by mercenaries in the middle of the night, and... What happens after Daxon? I go home with my parents, and you come with us if you want. You think Odo's just gonna let you go home? Well, my dad's broken his nose before, so he's kind of scared of him. So when it comes down to it, it's really just a park fight between you and your ex and your father. Yeah. And then my brother would back him up. My brother tried to chop his head off. So I can tell you that. Uh, it's a... It, there's, it was a... It never, never mind, I don't want to talk about it. Alright, alright. Uh, so... Uh, you keep mentioning your father. He's gonna meet you in Jackson. What's the plan? You can take you to Jackson. Yeah, I guess he's talking to my grandfather to try and find me. Okay, so you were picked up and yeah. fall into the safe haven in the father and yeah. are delivered? Yes. Well, um, when it comes down to politics, it's probably the best way to do it. Like, I'm not super comfortable with it either, Ellie. Yeah, my ears just sink. So down like, to your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm like... 
Oh, I'd catch that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you think your family stands a chance against Odo, I mean, I guess, I guess that's your best shot. I don't like it either. Um, Everybody kind of like stands up and is like, well, I mean, my family influence is small, but it is closer to Florida. Luna's pitch actually, we could, they were like, we could pitch it as Luna being protected by her father and myself. Yeah. Also, I mean, I also, mean, the alternative is to just keep fighting Odo. Mm-hmm. Like, if we keep to, running, he'll keep following. He'll keep following. So we have to let him think he's won. Yeah. Plus, we have two Ordelias here, and if he knows who the Ordelias are, it's like they don't need to know that you're not, like, mob experts. Like, he, they, like, let him think that you are, and then you'll be scared, right? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> just to splash a bit of that... Rogelia Brute, and we're good. And Ellie just has this like confused look. It, it it's like part of it is concern, part of it is just confused about how many families are <laughs> involved with this this whole planet exchange. It's like okay, so we got the Ordelia family, and we have your family, and Odo, and, and Aravan. I <laughs> simple country girl. <laughs> Airman families like, with influence? Family with influence. And Airman just kinda you know, you can tell like he's uncomfortable, like he's not used to like dealing with Creeps like Odo. Creeps like Odo or with like group dynamics, like the, the I mean his most of his life is like with his family and not like with outside forces. So like he's he has limited experiences with social interactions. And he's just like I mean at the end of the day, I think if Luna wants to deal with her problem her way, I that's what I want to choose. Okay. I look towards Luna. I trust you. Just a moment of tension. Yeah. They all kind of... Um, you see Lucius and, and Erevan kind of nod. I know usually I'm trying to protect you. But I think if it came down to it, you would be able to protect me. And I'm not alone right now, like going up against him. And that stopped. Rubbish. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to Daxon and let's face Odo together. Okay, go grab water. Mm-hmm. Okay, grab, grab water. Quick break. Uh, Luna, you know that Odo is planning to spend one more day here because he has to give a speech. 
And of course, he wants you there. To be supportive. Um, so, on the way back, you're, you're walking back to the inn, and passing by into your, yeah, you pass by the, um, Shattered Knee, which is, with the in your ass. And you come in through the back, and there's this, um, barmaid who comes out. She's, and somebody's here. Yeah, I was a werewolf for uh, teaching class because they're allowing us to they, they, they encouraged us throughout all of Halloween week to dress up starting Tuesday in every class and today was werewolf day nice. sorry for the interruption sorry. this is not it's very related fitting. <laughs> I'm like an angry inner she wolf there you go I want to let my hair flow out <laughs> So, um, what happens is next you run into this barmaid who's bringing out these buckets to the well, and initially you don't really pay much attention to her, but she turns and you can see that she has an eye patch across her face, and then she um, looks briefly at you guys and pauses, and uh, she whispers, Ellie? And I look at her and I think I know who she is. Yeah, it's me. And then um, she she kind of like approaches tentatively. It's it's nice to see you. It's it's good seeing you too. Um, this long awkward silence. Yeah, and like I I look at her. I look at the floor. I look at the corner. Um. Going to our room. Oh, um, of course. Do you um? Are you need like you need a towel? For uh, any time. For a little. little At least bit. one more day. Yeah, one more day. I um, I just I'd like to talk to you. If you have a moment. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Small town, I'm sure I'll find you. Yeah. Hey. I uh, gotta get to work. Get back to work and go go cure. Okay, and I just stare off in the corner and not like make eye contact with like anybody. Just. And um, did I know Bree? Um, Ellie, would you have told Luna about Bree? No. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you don't know what that's about. Hmm. What's that about? Oh, it's... No, it's nothing. It's, uh, she's just... She's just a friend. Oh, how could I never met her? Um, I mean, we don't... haven't really hung out and talked in a long while. Since, um... And I like kind of scratch, uh, scratch my face like near my eyes since like I, we just haven't really talked. Oh. I mean, not many people in hell I've wanted to talk to me anyway. So. 
you uh, go to your rooms and um, settle down. Uh, Kira, you, um, uh, some, some, you know, it's in the wee hours of the night, and Kiara, you, you hear uh, Lucius come up to you. You're both done your trance. Mm-hmm. She's uh, uh, pretty, <laughs> she pretty, uh, with vigor went into it's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes up to you and says, Kiara, are you here for a drink? He's like, yeah, use it. And uh, Kiara sort of like touches her head because it, uh, it's like a little tender head. She's like, oh, yeah, definitely can use it. So you go downstairs, and you know, it's the aftermath of this massive party, so it's pretty heavy. And you see, it's the, trashed. It's <laughs> trashed. It's just. Um, you see that the barkeep is this halfling woman and she's very tired gathering up all the cups um, there's you know, the human girl you saw outside uh, bringing things in and out of the kitchen fussing with tables the barkeep comes over and says name's Tana what can I get you Lucian responds how's it go uh, whiskey straight sits down He's handed that. Looks at Kira. Ah, for you, miss. Two of what he's having. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Two glasses. Short. <laughs> and, uh, Kira, like, seems a little, uh, a little more, um, like, as, as sort of she sits down, she sort of relaxes a little bit, but there's a sort of, um... It's sort of... It seems like embarrassment, like she seems a little sheepish. Mm-hmm. I want to, to apologize for earlier. Um... It's just like a mid, mid-drink, like... <laughs> Lost sight of my temper. Let it go too far up a road. Guess there's still some things that I expect. <laughs> Even though it makes no sense. <laughs> you see, he just takes a little sip and you see, he reaches over and just pats your shoulder. Oh, I don't know, nice. I don't wear her horses. No. Ugh, you can it's just like kinda of like shudders and it's like oh, this oil is just creep. Oh. You just feel his eyes just roving over the front of yours. Ugh. Ugh. I'm not there. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me, I I'd like to strangle him too, but Take some fancy footwork when you're working with someone in power. Because, you know. 
And she sort of does this thing where, like, her ear twitches and she sort of, like, as if she's pushing hair away that's not really there. She's obviously agitated and she's trying not to be. And so she slows her speech. She's like, oh, but that's the thing. He has power up here. And she looks at Lucius as if she feels guilty about thinking that. And she's like, I'm a long way from home, but I'm not a long way from how I thought. And it's the first time that I've encountered, like, I don't think it often, but I guess I still think it to some degree. I just, you know, I just hear, I just hear them and I hear them saying, know your place. And I wanted more than anything to put him in his six feet down where he belongs. But it's different up here and I, the outrage was a surprise to me and I, he's not only a creep, he's a, he's a creep and I'm fighting to keep my patience. <laughs> but, but if I did put you in a hard spot, I, I am sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> he kind of, he takes the, like, whiskey glass and, you know, rolls it around and sips it and he's like, No hard feelings. Hurts me, I've had a lot harder to watch than that. Just take it and use to. Every system has its flaws. Humans are young, so they're going to out. That's why I like being with dwarves. You just throw money at them and you can pretty much do what you want. They're they simple. want to mind their business and they want you to mind yours. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. No. But yeah, you like being with them. Uh, but not, um, Russia here for a different reason, actually. Oh. And there's this, like. You see him handle the glass thoughtfully as if he's kind of like struggling with what exactly to say and uh finally he he finishes the whiskey and he puts it down says you know the whiskey i used to use it a lot to not hear her and the way the way she says her leaves true in you Um, I don't hear her now. So it works. <laughs> She's the little soft attempt at a joke, so it works. <laughs> well, do you want to know how I did it? It's not without price. motions for another drink. Kiara, like, uh, helps herself to, uh, to her drink, and she sort of, she, she takes that in for a moment, kicks back the rest of the glass, puts it down, <laughs> touches the other one. She had the force to be like, two, yes, excellent. And she sort of, sort of strums her fingers along the uh, the bar and just 
If I hurt her, it'd be fine, but... Honestly, it's just the dreams that are getting to me more than anything. Did you have them a lot when you first left? Like, anything like guilt, thoughts, things like that? Well, my story is a little different. Her, uh, her influence is concentrated in the underground darkness. And uh, so I was just with him, hanging out, watching him blast off spells into the sky as young men do. And um, then she showed up. Not real trees. But um, I just called her but her real name is Queen the Last Hotel. Arceus fainted when she came out of what seemed to be just mist and fog in the air. And I made a deal. I made a deal with time. And you see the barkeep just like look up <laughs> and go to like the car into the bar. <laughs> If, if, if the barkeep is like right there when they turn, like, here's something else. It's a book idea. It's very, very spicy stuff. <laughs> you, see her slowly, you see Tana slowly nod and she just kind of keeps going down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Kenny. More whiskey. I'll be over here cleaning. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Right as friend. Lucius <laughs> just, just like knocks back the drink and puts it down. <laughs> well, um, no, it doesn't seem like the best idea. It's kind of strange, but I really like where I'm at. That makes sense, though. Hand yourself over to something else so that you can no longer be in the clutches of another thing. And she sort of pauses. Huh. 
<laughs> Reflecting a moment in our present. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the mercenaries versus Odo, and it's like, oh, ah, yes, in order to escape one, you gotta make a deal with another. Uh huh. Huh. Right. What was a bad deal, really? Because hmm. that will just ask me to kill demons. See, devils and demons don't really get along, it turns out. She doesn't think devils or demons have any place here. It's rather they're back home on Bora the Bar where she could handle them more easily. Doesn't like them escaping them. So I. She helps me hunt them down. That's why I'm pretty good at my job. And why my magic's a little, uh. He, like, you see him form Mei-chan, and then, um, his magic's, like, silvery, and it usually has moths, so this, like, ethereal silver moth forms first, and then turns into a hand. And it's a Mei-chan, and kind of, like, goes and pours himself more whiskey. <laughs> um, that's why my magic's kind of mothy. Mm. But, uh, that's how I did it. Doesn't mean you have to do it. That's, uh, there are ways around it. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing that with me. Of <sighs> And it seems that she, like, is fretting over something as she thinks about it, and she's just like... And what if she wants more than just for you to be her errand boy and taking out her lost souls. Are you able to say no, or well, that's negotiate? This was where I saw those foreign contracts. We're bound to. And he, he like, he, um, he's like, I can actually show you the contract. It's kind of neat, and then <laughs> he, um, he has, like, the, he pulls out this, like, slip of paper, and then, like, you see him just, like, take out a dagger and prick his finger and he like just writes out in it it's like an undercommon actually like reveal and then this um contract you assume it's a contract it's in infernal and oh um, i can read that okay yeah it's infernal you can read it too and it, it states very clearly there what it is it's a, it's a it's a very clean contract it's very professional um so at least i know the the uh, the terms the lay of the land the lay of the land i know what i'm agreeing to the thoughts are a little more messy sometimes you get a nice one i suppose here the in laura is pretty nice you know have a memory of her acolytes or whatever they are. Just a couple of them. Gundrick. You know, a new thing. But, um. Uh, okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> then he just, uh, like, rips the paper and the, the contract disappears. And, uh, she, uh,. She finishes off her glass and she sort of um like does a thing where like you drag the edge of it like along the, the counter, just like in a little circle, and she's just like 
puts it down. Can I ask you a fairly insensitive question? Knocks back his drink. Sure. Do you feel loss? Like, I know it's crazy because you can't remember any of it, but before I left, I got a glimpse into what I once was, what I did to go back into the fold of souls before being redistributed in another body. And it had me thinking, I wondered if it wasn't so bad to be able to be part of them, like, it's a cycle, you know, things are born, they they die, and then they go back in, and it just is over and over again, and she's the shepherd of that, yeah? But... In another life, I had a daughter, and I sacrificed myself for her, much to her betrayal. <laughs> and, you know, and I love my mom, my dad, I love, love my friends and all the people I've met there. I, I do love them. And she, like, looks at uh, Lucius and sort of, like, there's this little, like, bared moment. And she's like, doesn't it feel like, do you ever, are you ever afraid of what will happen if you never see them again? If maybe your soul just goes away forever and they continue their cycling on and on and on and maybe that isn't a bit of a loss? Are you ever afraid you just won't see them again? It doesn't matter in your conscious because you won't remember it, but I don't know, it's... It's just this crazy thought has been in my head and I can't get it out and... Uh, he, you feel his hand go and hold yours. It's alright, lass. To be honest. I don't like reflecting on that time. It's painful. It's, um, you spend your whole life living one way, thinking one way, moving one way. Families around us and hard words to describe the difficulty of divorcing yourselves from the ideals of people you care about. But you love them, but you kept your dreams, and so everything's complicated and messy. And yeah, I think I love you because the contract doesn't tell me what happens when I die. Um, I just keep reflecting on how I simply just could have lived with myself. Being the way that I was. Could I keep doing what I was doing? Someone just made a decision and I had to go with it. I 
I might, I might be even more in for your grace. Things get complicated when a soul that belongs to one plane is claimed by a being who is in another plane. Things get messy. Oh, I wish when the time comes we'll figure it out. I don't know. search me in all of it. Raiden relates a lot to what you're going through. You just have to make this decision. The decision has to be for you. There's no... I want to say there's no right answer, there's no right answer because you have to find your own, I suppose. No. Do you hate them? Not just them, but her too. And she means we are trying to all the withdrawal and all of the stuff that we do. You know, you see him like settle his own feelings. He's. Oh, hate's not the right word, right? I used to just seethe with anger and, and hate and I, my, my short answer is no. It's a much more complicated emotion than that. Because I can understand why they do it. I mean, for drow society and all of its in, you know, rigidity. And, um, or there, there's order to it. People have their place. People don't go hungry unless they choose to. Makes sense to us. have a purpose. Yes, there's a, there's a purpose to it. Um, we've lived that way for a long time. Some people are finding it because that's all they've ever known. It's all generations upon generations have ever known. As far as Rio herself, I feel like she's just lonely. I think it'd be easier if I was angry. Yeah. My feelings are just. And she, like, holds Lucius's hand and is like. I love them, you know. I wouldn't change them for the world, and I know it's wrong in some ways to some, but um, I couldn't be there. I didn't fit. Well, they're not so odd dolls up here. Cheers to that. Just <laughs> sort of like does that little. Cheers to that. Uh, Thank you. you. Drink up and. Ready to head back up? Yeah, and uh, she moves to leave her seat, but um, just as he's sort of like about to get out of his, she sort of like hugs him. And. Um... He, he was getting up and he, you could tell Lucius is like not 
super used to hugs, but he's not like opposed to it. She's at not all. either. The hug is super like awkward. Like like two logs just like placing. Yeah, like arm placement <laughs> is like cross up. <laughs> She's not used to them either. They're both like. I, I, I hear this is nice. <laughs> He's like, oh, um, you see him kind of like awkwardly like hug you and then he doesn't let go and he's like, this is nice. Yeah. How long are they supposed to last? I'm not sure. You want to oh. let go soon? Okay. <laughs> are, 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 we, are we okay? Uh, we have enough of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know, he's like, three seconds is good. <laughs> yes, excellent. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks like they both want to go for a handshake, but then they stop because it's always. <laughs> and then, yeah, he almost goes for a handshake, and then he's like, no, no. he puts his hands on her shoulders, and he just looks her in the eye, and he says, I love you, Lux. I love you too. I love you too, Uncle Rian. And she calls him Uncle Rian rather than Lucius because it's what she's known him as. Lucrian. You see, he smiles at that. <laughs> Can't have you forgetting now. Nope. You're up there in you're up there in days. <laughs> hey, I never lost that many marbles. <laughs> well, considering the road ahead, prepare to um, depart with a few. I certainly will be trying to keep them all in the same bag. He kind of like looks back at the bar. Maybe she should more drink. No, no. 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 And uh, you guys go up back to bed and um, amble back up the stairs. Yeah, and um, hushing too loudly once they get in the door. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like early, you know, it's, it's pretty early in the morning. Luna, you like wake up a little bit with them, and you're like, I'm not exhausted anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're actually going to go back in time because this is when Luna goes to sleep. Okay. And um, Luna, as you lie down in the bed, it's, it's a comfortable bed. And by all means of comfort, you should be able to fall asleep quickly. But mm-hmm. the thoughts are just full of anxiety. Like, how are you doing? Odo, can, can you? Hold him off. Can you outsmart him? What if, what if you hurt your friend? What if he hurt your friends? What if you hurt your friends? All the bad things. All the bad things. Like it kind of boils down to what if you're not strong enough? I have six strengths, and That's um, go well. <laughs> you know that that. What if you're not strong enough? Memories of trauma come back to you, dreams of death, the feeling of loss and hopelessness, going back to Odo's toxic treatment, Lilikia's abandonment. You're just... You're still defeated in this moment, trapped, and... I feel like I need to have some kind of music going on. <laughs> I feel naked. Sad music. 
A growl reverberates in your head. Pathetic. Even after your training montage, you're not. I waste your time. The voice comes from, from all around you. The dream's hopeless. You tried before, you failed. Look at your hands covered in dirt, mucky. Clawed. You'll never make it. You'll never make it. Your way, the final way. Never fit in anyway. Never measure up to dad. Never be the druid mom wanted. Never be the perfectly pleasant Lionel. Why try when you already have power? You've claws, you've teeth, strength. Why try a new way? After all, you sucked at being a druid. You beg my Lucia for your druid abilities. You remember the thrill of power. The, the sense of the hunt. The aliveness of being a werewolf. There's, there's no words for it. You're free, you're no longer prey. And the voice swirls around you and says, give in, become the hunter. The swirling voice signals to a point, become the hunter, become the hunter. And you realize it's your own voice. And a second voice. A light permeates your mind. The image of a daffodil fills your mind. And suddenly you're in a field of them. And the words of your ancestors come back to you. The Arnolds have the daffodil in their crest because it symbolizes rebirth. The growl echoes in your mind. What path do you choose? Like playing the game, like, okay, I got 10 seconds. Do I see? Do I like have, do I have like a visual representation of this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more of like a feeling, like you can choose, like the to succumb to the wolf inside, or to go like beyond what you currently are and try to become the idea of the Arnold. Mm-hmm. So there's like the daffodil or the wolf, werewolf, I guess. Inside you, there are two wolves. One of them is a flower. <laughs> One of them has a flower. <laughs> Okay, um, hmm. Do you I just have a visual of like an angry wolf and then a wolf like holding a flower? But, like, you know. <laughs> I'm okay with that, sure. 
So it's like she's trying to like just not become a wolf, especially now that she's like in a tight hotel room with her in room with all her friends there. That could end really badly. Um, yeah, if okay. something happened right now. But um, so she's trying to think like, okay, how do I like fight off a wolf except with another wolf? So, yeah, um, it's really more of like a path to choose. I know. I'm just trying to think of like how her mentally she'll do it herself. Uh, what like gets her to go on that path? Okay. Um, you know, Dana, you like think about the safety of your friends mm-hmm. and how that's important to you, mm-hmm. and um, you think about like. You think about the, the training montage you did with Elfrida and your great-great-great-great-great-grandpa and how they empowered you, how initially like you didn't think you could do it, mm-hmm. and how through um, reaching through them and you like overcame this thing that you thought was a weakness, like for example with the bow, like you thought you'd never be good at the bow, but they showed you how to overcome the weakness. And, uh, For some reason today, I just see in my mind B-E-A-U to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's just like, she also kind of thinks of it as, as there's like, be the hunter, but then she's like, looks at her family and like, their associations with the wolves, as well as, um, like, the association with like, being a hunter, and then she's like, you know, I can be those things and not be you. You, the evil one that is reckless and mean and kills my friends. Um, Okay, yeah, so would you say that Luna yeah. goes for the daffodil? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you reject the, the beast. And um, it lunges at you, but the, the field of your mind, basically like, um, the daffodil blooms, and all around you you have the field of daffodils and the beast basically like evaporates in the field and um in this field suddenly the the memories of your failures don't seem so daunting the weight of broken dreams is not so unbearable you stand in that field of daffodils and turn around to see hundreds of glowing personages behind you great Grandpa, I know, with Elfrida, the people you recognize from portraits, your grandfather, your uncle Wilhelm Naple, and a woman by your side, they reach out with their hands and say, Luna, you've done well to know that you're never alone. And they slowly encircle you, and um, with their hands outstretched, they form a chain um, with like one hand going on to the shoulder of the person in front of them and then they form a chain until it comes to a single person and it's um your uncle lionel who puts his hand on your shoulder and and then he gives you a kiss on your forehead and says take our love with you and then you are washed over with this light and feelings of, of hope 
And when we awaken, we feel empowered. We feel bitter. You touch the wounds on your sides and uh, the scratches from battle damage fading away with the golden light as you now have my audience. Yay! Felt nice. You are rested, and uh, so you can get a lot of rest in. You have a really bad headache. Oh. Can I fix that with my own hands? Um, you can try, <laughs> but it's your, it, the headache stays. Oh, dang it. Never mind. <laughs> so, next, next morning. The next day is Leicester Independence Day. The town goes on a hunt into the forest and they bring a large game for food. They bring it into town and rush it down a spit for all the share and smell it in the late morning after the hunters come home. Those who remain in town are baking breads and sending a party. There's music and dancing and um, the elders are officially thanking Tabitha, which Luna and, and Ellie know because she's in your druid circle. And um, she apparently helped them cleanse the land or something. And um, the center of town, there's a small stage that's been erected with pulpit and a few ruins have been carved into the wood. And there's a small generator on the side that's putting off steam. And uh, you can gather that it's a small magic generator that runs off steam. You can go over and examine it and see, like, you can add water. Leicester, you, um, you see flags and dirty windows and. Um, there, in front of the tavern, the um, and, uh, the colors for Leicester Kingdom are purple, green, and yellow, and it has the crest of the kingdom itself is a shield with a stag and a wolf on either side. The town has been apparently undergoing an agricultural renaissance. New crops from other countries have come in: peanuts, cotton, a variety of potatoes, um, and Ellie. You notice that more fields have been plowed. There's a new building in town. It reads Hillock Town Hall. Does the town feel bigger than the last time I was there? Yeah, it feels a little bigger. Like there's slowly expanding. And um, by the town hall, there's like this slate with chalk. It's like a a bill, uh, not a billboard, and like a big announcement board, and it reads Tabitha's Guide to Agricultural Beginnings and Crop Achievement. And then, um, as you're reading it, the town hall door opens, and this big, burly guy comes out. Um, What colors is hair? It's, I believe, brown. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear him say, Look who it is. Smelly Ellie. Do I, do I, this is Taryn. This is Taryn. (laughs) Do I know Taryn? Would you tell her about Taryn? Taryn. Um, I probably would tell you about Taryn. As Taryn is, is the boy that bully me the most throughout town. He's the guy I punched in the face. No, kicked in the face. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and Ellie, you remember particularly bad memory of this boy, um, like teenager now, uh, shoving your face in the mud. 
and um, saying things like, you belong with the pigs. And um, here, I... No, if it's a toothless Terran. Toothless Terran. <laughs> he's like, I need something stink in town. Looks like you made friends. Weirdos with weirdos. Nah. The kid realizes a bunch of adults right around him. <laughs> Big guys, muscles, forks, anything, anything right You notice that the the little familiar that was like nearby uh, Kiara that used to be a weasel sort of like crosses behind her head and turns into a two headed viper. <laughs> like hello. <laughs> um, hi, Taryn. So there's like kind of glaring daggers at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like slightly wolfier than usual eyes. They give you permission to eat this one. Yeah, okay. he's just like, what's with you? You look uglier than usual. So do you. <laughs> yeah, no, Kira laughs out loud at that one. She finds it very entertaining. And then from the um well, yeah, guys, we should, we should just go. We got, we got stuff to do. <laughs> the behind... Go on. I feel like Kiyanthi like would, like, um, just, like, uh, go up to Ellie and kind of put her hands on her shoulder and be, like, you know, like, like protective mama bear kind of thing going Excuse me, young like, man, where are your parents? Where are your parents? Where are your parents? <laughs> where are your manners? And where, importantly, where are your parents? <laughs> behind, behind you, the town hall door opens again, and this elderly man steps out. Ellie, you know this is Amlo, and the others can recognize he's a type of elder because of his what he's wearing. As um, humans, where who, um, if it's like a, if it's like a. If it's an old human town that's deeply rooted in human culture, they like to wear like these um, like long necklaces with knots that indicate like how many generations have been on that land. And he has this huge necklace of knots. So he's, his family's been there like forever. And then um, Anlo says, what are you doing, Terry? What, we got things to do. And he stops and looks at Ellie and he's like, you're back. <laughs> Well, I was worried that he left his uh, his um, apparent manners with his parents, but apparently you don't have them either. So, um, where are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> older, probably older than this old man. <clears throat> probably. Where are your parents? Where are your parents? He's just like you dirt. <laughs> Sorry, they came out cooler than I thought I would. But he's just like, um, Terrence Bates this morning. <laughs> just like, come, Terrence, we have business to attend to. We can just spend, we don't need to exhaust ourselves on these foreigners. Goes, no, oh, do it. Yes, spare us. <laughs> oh, thank you, spared us. <laughs> and then they, they walk off and leave. And you can kind of like understand like what Ellie went through. In these instances, when they were younger, Ellie uh, Luna kicked some of these people out. Yeah, and um, yeah, the town yeah. looks nice, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> looks nice. Some of his teeth are missing. He has like it's like a couple like of the front ones. Like it seems like he actually like managed to maybe get some of them. I think no. It happened multiple times, but some of them were baby teeth. So oh, okay, yeah. 
That's my dream. You knocked out most of his baby teeth. You were cute. <laughs> anyway, back to you. Go back to the festivities. Yeah, as soon as Karen walks back in, I like kind of like kick the dirt. It's like when you see like like the bully or the person that you like hate the most, but like it's only until they turn away and or, or out of earshot where you're just like, oh, it's stupid. Your face is wrong as wrong if you smell like the underside of a carriage after a muddy, moldy, terrible, old, old day. Yeah, I just on like, top I kinda, of dead bodies. I kind of kick the dirt. I'm like, you have a mud face. <laughs> and I turn towards my friends and I'm like, thanks, guys. Kara says, well, it's not for nothing. And Luna's like kind of like kneading her Being arm as she's like... You can't even provide proper matters. Luna's like kneading her arm as she's had her arms folded because she's like, don't turn holes, don't turn holes. <laughs> oh, um, let's... I would say you guys have met... You met with Kaothi and I think you have enough foresight to say, oh, let's use the disguise kit on Luna. Yes. So, um, whoever did the disguise kit on Luna needs to roll a dex or performance check to give us the. Um, can I roll it for myself? Yeah, dex, I'm really dexy. Um, yeah, you can help each other. I have pretty performy. So, what's your performance? Uh, plus five. Five? My dex is plus four. That's a little better. <gasps> can I get Oda to help? No, no, we got this on. I was like, yeah. Order. He grabbed a bottle of rum. Yeah, okay, yeah, like you. He wouldn't have been able to. Wait, are you forcing your brother to do makeup on your friend? Yeah. Yes, apparently. I mean, he did go to bard school, so he would be actually good at it. Yeah, I just know Odo has like double digit performance. Your voice is nice and your face is smooth, so how about you do some some help with the disguise kit? Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to, we can say that, um, Kayanthi, um, and you like set up a meeting place in town that was out of the way and did Luna's makeup there. And order it's like really okay. And Isn't uh, that like a razor so I can like Christian scrub off the extra fur? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Is he judging me from behind? It's more of like he he's just lazy and doesn't want to do it. Christian that's, says, that's well, fair. Um, I'll just do it myself. I mean, then. No, it's like he's just like, alright, I guess I'll I'll do it. He, he's just, he, he doesn't, I would say he would, he would know, like, theatrical makeup, and, um, like, so. Luna would say a little prayer and, like, put it on his hand or arm, like, as he was about to start for guidance. Oh, okay. So. Please, you look beautiful. <laughs> you could just by hovering and be like, oh, no, 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 no. See, see, you yeah. could do this instead. No, no, that's for too much foundation. Sometimes I'm expecting you to do it. You're like, no, no, it's not. Even though it's not, I like that a lot. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Or like at the front of the alley where you're like pulling your foot to like take and take attention of where you are. Yeah, I love it. It's not for that price. He motions for another drink. 
Oh my god, it's over in the car. <laughs> <laughs> she was slowly, you see Tina slowly nod, and then she just kind of keeps going down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any former ski coffee over here cleaning. So the same life that I see here. Stream. I'm kind of annoyed for that. 
That's what's nice about that's what's nice about devils. Foreign contracts. They're bound key. And he he like he uh He's like, I can actually show you the contracts. And he and then <laughs> he um He has like he pulls out this like slip of paper and then like you see him just like take out a dagger and prick his finger and he like just writes out in it. It's like an undercommon, actually, like, deal. And then this um, contract. You assume it's a contract? It's in Infernal. And, um, okay, yeah, it's Infernal. He can read it, too. And it, it states very clearly there what it is. It's a, it's a, like, a very clean contract. It's very professional. Um, so, at least I know the, the, uh, the terms, the lives. I know what I'm agreeing to, the thoughts that I'm wanting to see. Sometimes you get a nice one at schools. Here the, the lower eyes, but anyways, I don't know. Haven't met many lights or whatever they are. There's a couple of them who don't drink. They're a new thing. Uh, yeah. Then he just uh, like rips the paper and the the contract disappears.
Knocks back his drink. Sure. He, you feel his hand go and hold yours. It's already us. It's yours.
kind of like, you see him like settle his own feeling and he's, oh, I hate to not the right word for it. I used to just seethe with anger and, and hate and I, my, my short answer is no. Uh, it's much more complicated emotion than that. Because I can understand why they do it. I mean, for drow society and all of its in, you know, rigidity and um, work, there, there's order to it. People have their place. People don't go hungry unless they choose to. People have a purpose. Yes, there's a, there's a purpose to it. Um, we've lived that way for a long time. Some people are fine with it because that's all they've ever known. It's all generations upon generations have ever known. As far as Rio's herself, I feel like she's just lonely. Yeah. It's impossible. And you drink up and bring your head back up. Like two logs just fr- like placed together. Yeah, like she. Like she. <laughs> He's like, oh no. Um, you see him kind of like awkwardly like hug you, and then he doesn't let go. And he's like, this is nice. How long are they supposed to last? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Lushria. Lushria. He, he smiles at that. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I haven't lost that many marbles. <laughs> oh, shit. She kind of like looks back at the bar. I think she's just more trash. No, no. We'll face it too much. Of the... No. We're already drank too much. And uh, you guys still go back to bed. And, um, yeah. And, um, what was that? It's like early, you know, it's it's pretty early in the morning. Luna, you like wake up a little bit with them and you're like, I'm not exhausted anymore. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Um, um, so we're actually going to go back in time because this is when Luna goes to sleep. Okay. And um, Luna, as you lie down in the bed, it's, it's a comfortable bed, and by all means of comfort, you should be able to fall asleep quickly, but mm-hmm. your thoughts are just full of anxiety. Like, how are you going to leave Odo? Can you, can you hold him off? Can you outsmart him? What if, what if you hurt your friend? What if he hurt your friends? What if you hurt your friends? All the bad things. All the bad things, like, it, it kind of boils down to, what if you're not strong enough? I have six strengths. And, That's um, well. <laughs> you know, that, that, what if you're not strong enough? Memories of trauma come back to you, dreams of death, the feeling of loss and hopelessness, going back to Odo's toxic treatment, Malikia's abandonment. You're just, you're still defeated in this moment, trapped and, I feel like I need to have some kind of music going on. It's all naked. Sad music. This should be A growl reverberates in your head. Pathetic. Even after your training montage, you're not. I waste your time. The voice comes from, from all around you. Your dream's hopeless. You tried before, you failed. You look at your hands covered in dirt and clawed. You'll never make it. You'll never make it the way, the all in all way. Never fit in anyway. Never measure up to dad. Never be the druid mom wanted. Never be the perfectly pleasant Lionel. Why try when you already have power? 
with claws and teeth and strength. I try a new way. After all, you sucked at being a druid. You beg my look here for your druid abilities. You remember the thrill of power. The, the sense of the hunt. The aliveness of being a werewolf. There's, there's no words for it. You're free, you're no longer prey. And the voice swirls around you and says, give in, become the hunter. The swirling voice signals to a point, become the hunter, become the hunter. And you realize it's your own voice. And a second voice, a light permeates your mind. The image of a daffodil fills your mind. And suddenly you're in a field of them and the words of your ancestors come back to you. The Arnolds have the daffodil in their crest because it symbolizes rebirth. The growl echoes in your mind. What path do you choose? Like playing the game, like, okay, I got 10 seconds. And <laughs> 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 do I see do I like do I have like a visual representation of this like, yeah 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 like, it's more of like a feeling like you can choose like the, to succumb to the wolf inside or to go like beyond what you currently are and try to become the idea of the RNL mm-hmm. So there's like the daffodil or the wolf, werewolf, I guess. Inside you, there are two wolves. One of them is a flower. <laughs> One of them has a flower. <laughs> okay. Um. Hmm. Okay, now I just have a visual of like an angry wolf and then a wolf like holding a flower. But there you go. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Sure. <laughs> So it's like she's trying to like just not become a wolf, especially now that she's like in a ho- tight hotel room with her in room with all her friends there. That could end really badly. Um, yeah, if okay. something happened right now. But okay. um, so she's trying to think like, okay, how do I like fight off a wolf except with another wolf? Um, so. It's really more of like a path to choose. I know. I'm just trying to think of like how her mentally she'll do it herself. Um, What like gets her to go on the path? Okay. Um, Now you're saying that you like think about the safety of your friends Mm -hmm. and how that's important to you, Mm -hmm. and um, you think about like you think about the the training montage you did with Elfrida and. Mm -hmm. Your great 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 grandpa, mm-hmm. and how they empowered you. How initially, like you didn't think you could do it, mm-hmm. and how through um, reaching through them, and you like overcame this thing that you thought was a weakness. Like for example, with the bow. Like you thought you'd never be good at the bow, but they showed you how to overcome the weakness. Mm-hmm. 
fun. For some reason today, I just see in my mind B E A U. So, yeah. She's like, she also kind of thinks of it as is there's like B the hunter, but then she's like looks at her family and like their associations with the wolves, as well as how, like the association with like being a hunter. And then she's like, you know, I can be those things and not be you. You, the evil one that is reckless and mean and kills my friends. Um. Okay, yeah, so would you say that Luna again goes for the daffodil? Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, you reject the, the beast. And um, it lunges at you but the the field of your mind basically like um, the daffodil blooms and all around you you have the field of daffodils and the beast basically like evaporates in the field and um in this field suddenly the the memories of your failures don't seem so daunting the weight of broken dreams is not so unbearable you stand in that field of daffodils and turn around to see hundreds of glowing personages behind you. Great Grandpa Lionel with Alfreda, the people you recognize from portraits, your grandfather, your uncle Wilhelm Naple, and a woman by your side. They reach out with their hands and say, Luna, you've done well to know that you're never alone. And they slowly encircle you and um, with their hands outstretched, they form a chain um, with like one hand going onto the shoulder of the person in front of them. And then they form a chain until it comes to a single person and it's um, your uncle Lionel who puts his hand on your shoulder and, and then he gives you a kiss on your forehead and says, take our love with you. And then you are washed over with this light and feelings of, of hope. And when you awaken, you feel empowered. You feel better. You touch the wounds on your sides and uh, the scratches from battle damage fading away with a golden light because you now have my hands. Yay! That'll be nice. You are rested, and uh, so you can get a long rest in. You have a really bad headache. No. Can I fix that with my own hands? Um, you can try, <laughs> but it's, it, the headache stays. Oh, damn. Never mind. So, next, next morning. The next day is Leicester Independence Day. The town goes on a hunt into the forest and they bring a large game for food. They bring it into town and rush it down a spit for all to share and can smell it in the late morning after the hunters come home. Those who remain in town are baking breads and sending off party. There's music and dancing and um, the elders are officially thanking Tabitha, which Luna and Ellie know because she's in your druid circle. And um, she apparently helped them cleanse the land or something. 
And um, the center of town, there's a small stage that's been erected with a pulpit, and a few brooms have been carved into the wood, and there's a small generator on the side that's putting off steam. And uh, you can gather that it's a small magic generator that runs off steam. You can go over and examine it and see, like, mad water. Leicester, you um, you see flags and dirty windows, and um, there in front of the tavern, the um, and uh, the colors for Leicester Kingdom are purple, green, and yellow, and it has the crest of the kingdom itself is a shield with a stag and a wolf on either side. The town has been apparently undergoing an agricultural renaissance. New crops from other countries have come in, peanuts, cotton, and a variety of potatoes. Um, and Ellie, you notice that more fields have been plowed, there's a new building in town. It reads Hillock Town Hall. Does the town feel bigger than the last time I was there? Yeah, it feels a little bigger. Like, there's still the expanding. And um, by the town hall, there's, like, this slate with chalk. It's like a, a bill, uh, not a billboard, and like a big announcement board, and it reads, Tabitha's Guide to Agricultural Beginnings and Crop Achievement. And then, um... As you're reading it, the town hall door opens, and this big, burly guy comes out. Um,
just, on like, top kinda, of dead bodies. I kind of kick the dirt. I'm like, you have a mud face. <laughs> and I turn towards my friends and I'm like, thanks, guys. And then it's like kind of like kneading her arm. It's just like. Luna's like kneading her arm as she's had her arms folded because she's like, don't turn holes, don't turn holes. <laughs> oh, um, let's. I would say you guys have met. You met with Kaothi, and I think you have enough foresight to say, oh, let's use the disguise kit on Luna. So, um, whoever did the disguise kit on Luna needs to roll a dex or performance check to give us the. Um, can I roll it for myself? Um, yeah, you can help each other. I am pretty performy. So, whatever. Uh, plus five. <gasps> can I get Oda to help? No, no. <laughs> you pitch the idea and everyone's like, no. <laughs> okay. Um, order. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, like you. He wouldn't have been able Wait, to are you it. forcing your brother to do makeup on your friend? Yes, apparently. <laughs> I mean, he did go to bard school, so he would be actually good at it. Yeah, I just know Odo has, like, double-digit performance. Sorry, I just find it funny. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to, we can say that, um... Kaonthi, um... And you like set up a meeting place in town that was out of the way and did Luna's makeup there. And order is like really okay. And does it have like a razor so I can like scrub off the extra fur? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's more of like he he's just lazy and doesn't want to do it. That's that's fair. Um, I mean, no, it's like he's just like all right. I guess I'll I'll do it. He, he's just, he, he doesn't, I would say he would, he would know, like, theatrical makeup, and, um, like, so. Luna would say a little prayer and, like, put it on his hand or arm, like, as he was about to start for guidance. Oh, okay. So. Please make me look beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Do you even know what Master is? I like that. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love all of this. Yeah, I love this. Hi, this is Tiffany, your DM. Thank you for watching Dungeon Damsels. This is not the end of the session, so please stay tuned for the next part. We update on Tuesdays and Saturdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're interested in supporting us more, please push the subscribe button, like, or comment. We also have a Patreon, wink wink nudge nudge, and our show is in podcast form. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and plenty of other podcast platforms. Thanks, we hope to hear from you soon.